Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sans Pants Radio, 50 Shades of Pale Yellow. Movie Maintenance is approaching their 100th episode, and to help celebrate such a momentous occasion, they're teaming up with Plumbing the Death Star to do another live show. It's on Saturday the 29th of April from 3 till 6pm at the Exford Hotel in Melbourne. Tickets are available through Tri Bookings, so just follow the link in the show notes to book yours today. However, we do have limited seating, so get in quick to avoid missing out. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some ceremonies just need fixing. I'm Gabe. I'm Sean. And I'm Handsome Tom. Today we're looking at the Oscars. How do we all feel? Um, guys, uh, I'm, I'm, st- I'm so sorry. I, it's wrong. It's, it's not me. I, I didn't. I'm not, I'm not in the episode. It, it says Kath on the envelope. Oh. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to respectfully, I'm going to respectfully hand it over to her. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Ah. Um, Warren Beatty fucked it up. Warren, what did you do? Hey, guys. Oh, welcome aboard. Thanks for stepping in there. Oh, um, yeah. Um, right. Just clarify, Kathy. You're not here for like, you know, any actual merit. You're here because you've seen Moonlight and Handsome Tom hasn't. Well, I, I wouldn't want to be here for any other reason. Have you no. seen Moonlight? I have seen Moonlight. Oh, good. Did you not know that? No, you one of the three people in the world who has. <laughs> Why did we watch it last night? Then? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I don't love Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't but you feel didn't warmly know towards that. it. That I wouldn't love it or that you'd seen it? That you wouldn't love it. Fair enough. Like, I mean, I mean, the thing with Moonlight is that there, and there are many things with Moonlight, but it's actually not a bad film in any way, shape or form. Point A, I'm very clearly not its target audience. So uh-huh. that's a disclaimer. Yeah. Point B, I think it just like, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, Oscar and wank? There was an honest trailer for the Oscars that came out. And honest trailers, you know, usually a bit hit and miss, but this one yeah. was really good. And it kind of like went through Moonlight. And it was like, okay, a gay, black, disadvantaged like all of the things oh, that yeah. had, it's like, it, yeah, totally it kind of like it ticks all, all the boxes. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think there's, there's been a few people who are like, oh, like Moonlight, Moonlight was a really unexpected win. I was like, was it? Was it? Like it really hit all of those beats. And it was kind of, honestly, for my money, I was like, it's kind of boring and kind of pretentious. I don't think it was yeah. a bad film. I think it had some really good moments. <laughs> I think it was beautifully shot. Did you like it, Kat? Because yes. I, I was bored by it. I fucking loved Moonlight. Fuck. Justify no. your contention. Here, okay, but here's the thing, and I, I want to address this first. I've heard it's been described as Oscar bait before, and I just like so assiduously disagree with that. I don't know if that's a correct use of that word, but I do. Go with it. No, but here's the thing. like People are like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it, its content is is sure. It's like intersectionality, which is very kind of like it's hitting a lot of things that we – that um 
people are rallying to be more in the public consciousness and in the films, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to remember that this is a film that, like, it does not have star power behind it. It did not have – it was. A, I think he, Barry Jenkins is a first-time director. It is a tiny budget film. It got where it got today. It got all this clout and all this people going oh, – this momentum behind it just by being good because it had nothing else going for it in terms of, like, mainstream appeal. No, but it had all the elements of an Oscar movie. But there are plenty of films out there that hit those beats but aren't Moonlight. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's actually reasonable because, you know, a lot of those films that you would immediately label as Oscar Wang definitely have, like, a star anchoring it, whether it be, like, a star Always. actor, star director, star Always. whatever. But, like, in the case of Moonlight, yeah, definitely didn't have any of that. But, like, I think... People just loved it. Just, yeah, People yes, just responded I mean, to it. And that's why it, it definitely got hit got. chords for a lot of people. And that's, I totally respect that. But like, I had real problems with a lot of the way it did things like Mahershala Ali's character, which he won Best Supporting Actor. He was barely in the film and didn't do very much. And I really like him as an actor. But there is I think such a, a history of that yeah, happening. Yeah, I think he's probably the best thing about House of Cards, for example. Yeah. Oh um, God, I think he's a yeah. really, but in this I film, thought his I performance like, was very good. It was, it was fine. But, but yeah, it was I, I wouldn't put and then it there's above that bit where, where little Chiron is like, oh, yeah, do you sell drugs? And he's like, yeah. And he starts crying. And I'm like, you met this kid like last week. Yeah. We've seen a few scenes of you together where you don't really talk. How? Sorry, that's the other thing. How the fuck did a film <laughs> with barely any dialogue win best screenplay? And the dialogue that was there was nothing to write home about. It but was it, just... For me, it shouldn't have won screenplay. But no, it sure is fun. Um, like, directing, I can understand. Yeah. Like, film, okay, I mean, I do think, and this might be, but, like, I don't think this is necessarily a controversial statement. I think, in part, it definitely won Best Picture as a statement. Yeah. I really don't think it was hitting the same heights in terms of screenwriting, in terms of directing, in terms of structure as something like Hell or High Water. Yeah, I, I take issue with films like Moonlight because I think it's largely it's formless. No, it's, yeah, no, I, but it is it, like films like this kind of bother me, and that I want an antagonist in a film. Yes, and so when there's a film like this where it's just like, oh, this man struggles, and we're going to sort of and chapter let's, let's his life. Very light on plot. Obviously, yes. this film I want the plot to kick in, and it never. But that's, did. It was, it's a character piece. But that's like, yes. obviously, this film is very important not to a lot of. But that, yeah, the other I, thing I is that, that, like, yeah, exactly, the film is important to a lot of people, and we're not we're not necessarily shitting on the film. No, we're just being no, like no. We aren't the target audience for it, and it. I think we both sort of agreed that we just kind of found it. But also, I mean, like you say, it's a character piece. I didn't really get a hell of a lot of character from it. But that's the like, brilliance of it. It's it's kind of like taking – no, no, no. I know that sounds really pretentious, but hear me out. It takes this kind of concept of, of identity and sexual identity and this concept of what it is to be gay and this kind of almost takes it and pulls it into this other realm of – we're so like bombarded with the stereotype of like kind of like the chatty, over-the-top gay man. And then it, and I love that line where he's like, I'm, I am man. I can't remember exactly the phrasing, but he's like, I'm mm. me, I'm man. I'm not trying to be anything. And I'm like – it's this idea of like sexuality and identity and how, you know, sexuality isn't a choice, but identity is, and that how that gets entangled because we, are, you know, he is so different and he is so quiet and so kind of just is as opposed to trying to be something. And it's something so powerful in that. And that's the appeal so, of I don't know. It just, it that's didn't... a good character, but not a good story. Yeah. yeah see, and that's, that's it. Like, okay. So before anybody starts, like, you know, pulling the diversity card and stuff like that. Brokeback Mountain, mm. which was so wrongly snubbed oh on God. so many levels yeah. when it came out, and there are a lot is of a brilliant, yeah. brilliant fucking movie. And it tells an amazing story with a great central theme yeah. and great characters. A and that's a character piece. With similar themes, Brokeback Mountain did just about everything better. And it's actually a story that you can get engaged in. You want to see what happens and you care about the characters. Like in Moonlight, I didn't it, it has shit a, about any of the Mountain has a narrative drive to it. This, yes. This Moonlight didn't. No, it didn't. And But I almost feel, I mean, the Oscars have a history of sort of answering these these kind of wrongs. Yes, but or... Cathy, that is why it is an Oscar film. But okay, so this, this probably leads <laughs> into like a really 
probably a really interesting thing to debate about the Oscars is their merits. Because in theory, like ostensibly the Oscars are meant to reward the best achievements in filmmaking of the year. Do we seriously think that Moonlight was the best achievement of filmmaking? So when you say best picture, it's all of the other things put together. I'm thinking best acting, best writing, best directing, best all of that, maybe not necessarily excelling in one over all the others, but hitting all of those marks in something that really comes together in a film that really blows people away. Because I, objectively, I just don't think it is. Particularly in like the year we've had, obviously, mm-hmm. like make no mistake, giving a film like Moonlight Best Picture is far and away a statement. Mm-hmm. And that's and hey, that's okay. Like that's that's in it's it's fair enough to a point, but doesn't have anything to do with like its merits as a film. It's almost not more as important what it's about. though to herald something like that than to be. But then is that, is that it? So that, and that's I'm not saying yes the, or no, but the, is that the? Oscar's but I don't want to herald something. I would rather that the. The Oscars were just, hey, that's what the best Oscars film. are. Yeah, I know. Because there, there was a time when you're looking at films like Science of the Lambs, like The Godfather, like all time classics people still talk about today and still recommend and still point to as the finest examples of the form of filmmaking. And now it's like, okay, let's go through the last few years of Oscar winners. Spotlight has been completely forgotten a year later. Sometimes people talk about The King's Speech here and people there. People talk about the artist in reference to having not ever exactly. seen it. Artist, <laughs> Myself included. Artist has forgotten as a film. Um, Hurt Locker oh, the artist was a, a film. piece of wank, I'm sure. I've never seen it, but I'm so sure it's crap. But see, like, which one? The artist. Oh, yeah, yeah. At what that. point, That's, see, at uh, the point, artist is Oscar bait in its worst form, in my opinion. Well, much start, of what gets nominated for Best Picture is Oscar bait. I'm sorry, but like. And then they've expanded, you know, like after the Dark Knight sort of thing back in, what, 2008, they expanded it. Now we've got, you know, a maximum of 10 nominees yeah, instead of but five. But they don't always. Like, they're just pandering they because they want an audience. They want to bring the, it. They don't actually, yeah. like, use that to bring... I mean, yeah, every now and then you get, like, you know, an Arrival or a Hello High Water films that, you know, normally wouldn't get yeah. nominated. They've done it. They tend and to bring in one sort of commercial success that you can yeah, bring in like a TV Yeah, like Gravity, audience, your Mad yeah. Max Fury Road. And I mean, yeah. look, I say this as somebody who was really not blown away by Mad Max Fury Road, but I honestly thought that film should have won last year. Mm. The reason for that is... And Gravity... Before that, because the reason for it is that both of those films were films that totally seized the public consciousness, yep. that had a huge passionate reaction. I mean, box office, take it or leave it, as to whether it's important or not. Yeah. But those were and films that totally well. grabbed the zeitgeist, totally had everybody talking about it, yep. totally like were critically acclaimed, all of that, and popular successes in the same way films like Science of the Lambs, films like The Godfather were before them. Yep. To me, those are the kind of films that are still going to be talked about in 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years' time. Mm-hmm. Moonlight is not. And the nominees, Lion. Who the fuck is going to be talking about Lion a year no from way. now? <laughs> no Please tell way. me, because that was an objectively bad movie. Within the Australian industry, they're still going to be talking about it. Well, sure. Because well, they like, walk. It's a massive success. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's an Aussie film that bloody, bloody got there and it was successful. And all that doesn't what make a it a good ripper. film. I looked at Moonlight and honestly, I... I think I liked it slightly more than you did, Sean, which isn't to say that I thought it was very good. No, actually, no, I did think it was good. I thought it was probably a very well-made film. Moonlight's a good film. I looked at it. It's just not for it's, me. It's and I, exactly. It's, it's not the kind of It's missing all the I elements enjoyed. that I really go to a film to, I, to watch. I, yeah. Like, the objective issues I can point to are things like the characters, things like I just didn't... I mean, yeah, I can actually agree with what The performances saying, like, were fantastic. Yeah, I can agree that, like, Chiron had a lot going on that, like, you could see in there, and it wasn't overstated, and I appreciated that. But the other characters in the film, like Kevin, who gives a shit... Um, yeah, I didn't care. One who gives a shit. Like, I just didn't think yeah. they were but good, the, well They didn't do enough with his mum either. For the, the mum yeah. verged on being a good character, but yeah. wasn't really prominent didn't pay enough off or at developed all, really. as well yeah. as no, I think the film thought but, she was. Oh, but, I, and I've had, people have said this to me before, and I hate it when they say it to me, and I'm, but I'm going to have to say it to you. Mm. That's kind of like life. Like, life doesn't always have these payoffs. They don't. It wasn't about the payoffs, Kath. It was about how those characters were developed. Yeah. I think they were underdeveloped, and I think the film put more emphasis on being 
poetic and beautiful and all of which those things. Was. Which honestly, fair enough. But again, not for me. Okay, characters my question story. to you guys, and I actually don't know the answer to this. I feel like I, I know the answer to it. In the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, name a single film that has one best picture that didn't have some kind of star power behind it or some kind of, even if directed, like I'm thinking. Hurt Locker. Jeremy Renner well, was not a star fuck. when Hurt Locker came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really quick. And Catherine Bigelow didn't really have much of a problem. No. Oh, yeah. James Cameron's ex, is that? No. Yeah, okay. No. You know what? I stand corrected. But yeah, well, I, th- I, I thought I had you. I, but yeah, what <laughs> I'm going to go. Just yeah. thinking to this argument because like, I, think, I think we can sort of agree to disagree on the Moonlight front. However, I do feel like Moonlight I can look at and be like, you know, I can appreciate what that film does even if it doesn't blow my mind. Yep. What I cannot appreciate is bullshit like Lion getting nominated. Yep. Like, are you seriously trying to suggest to me that Lion, that you looked at like you had, to, you had to choose 10 films out of the plethora of films released last year and you put in Lion over Sing Street or Hunt for the World of People? The world of people. Yeah. Really? Those are the two films that I would put in at the expense of, yeah, Lion has to go. There's a couple of films in the 10 that I hadn't seen. We, we plan to see all 10. I haven't seen Fences, this, Hidden but... Figures, or Manchester by the Sea. So if I have to knock out another one, for you know, Sing Street and Wall of People, I'd get rid of Arrival. Oh, yeah, so Arri- would I. See, okay, yeah. you asked before what was the best film of that year. If I think about the film that affected me the most emotionally, mm. it's Arrival. Let me just see, say I, that's high on my list. Let me say that I, bo- I liked Arrival quite a bit, but for me, it hummed along, and then it was really only the last twenty minutes where it, that it kicked really, me in the heart. No, I, I mean, I, I hate to reduce the film to just some shots, yeah. but that like the whole first act of entering the spaceship and even yeah, seeing a, it for the first time, it was. Film. Phenomenally put yeah. together, like so, it was just, just kind of beautiful just kind of filmmaking. Dear back, do we feel like in this day and age the Oscars are actually a relevant thing in the film industry? They still are to the extent where, like, it's a big deal it to still be is an Academy deal. Award winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, just ask the... Suicide Squad, and like, because and... they're now one. <laughs> and then you look at the <laughs> stuff. I mean, everyone's talking about it, everyone watches it and the stuff they're nominating. And I think, and I think that's why you could. Honestly, if people who are more equipped to have this conversation than us should have this conversation. But, like, you know, if voting something like Moonlight was in some way a statement, it's like, is that, should a film just be focused on its merit? Should it not? Yeah. Should it be trying to make a point or trying to make a middle finger to, like, the things that are going on in the world? And, look, I, I don't really know. I mean, I, for a long time, haven't taken the Oscars that seriously because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't feel like they actually really reward films on their merits. I think they reward – like, there was a great Onion film review of uh, The Butler that came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah. The guy just kind of was going through all the scenes of The Butler, and he was, like, talking about The Butler, and he goes – so as you can see in this scene, here's the butler talking to this president. And as you can see, it's very important. And in the next scene, here's the butler crying with his wife and talking about this issue. And as you can see, it's very important. And all of this really spoke to me because it made me realize how important this film is. Mm. And all it went on about was just like how important this film is. But The Butler mm. is one of those films that was clearly like a swing and a miss of trying to grab that Oscar mm. yeah. based on all – again, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's an amazing film, but like by all the yeah. – reactions to it it was kind of laughed off as being like the worst example of really really pandering oscar bait but those films like lion still kind of they get nominated and is do the oscars i guess have a responsibility to be focusing more on filmmaking merits or focusing on socio-political issues as well i think you've got to find a balance between the two yeah Um, 
because I do think that the Oscars have a responsibility to do that. For sure. Um, but my because personal, my personal preference is power. always just for the highest quality films. You've got to remember the films that if a film gets nominated or wins, That's the, a huge boost. the studio is going to put more money well, into it and therefore... Yeah. I mean, it's, I you actually, get nominated, then you watch the box office numbers go up for each of these films. Yeah, oh, so have, it means it's going to get more awareness. Yeah. And so really there is an inherent that, responsibility in is, that this context. Is what, what annoys me the most about the Oscars, the whole idea of Oscar bait, is that basically it's like these films that actually just get made to win Oscars. The, the thing about the Oscars and the whole entire award season in Hollywood is that it's it, it's all about money. It's like these studios oh, yeah. come in with the and campaigns. It's always, the Oscars and I, I actually are hate, money. I, I just, the idea of that drives me crazy. And it's, and that's you it, campaign you to get, get yourself nominated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then you get, oh, you know, I, you get your I nomination and then you get your Oscar buzz and you get all of that and everyone goes and sees the film. And so you get like shit films like Birdman, just these hollow films that like – have the airs and graces of being like important or being about something serious when they're not actually, they don't actually have any real craft or any real effort or any real skill to them. Yeah. And they fucking get awarded because Oscars are like, oh, yeah, no, we have to like award this film because this looks important. Yes. Do, do and you then, think they sat down when they were going to make Lion and were. List of like nominees from the last few years. Okay, but. Keep, uh, keep talking. I'm Lion gonna... in particular, I don't believe that they sat down and they were like, Let's win some Oscars. No, maybe not in I, some, I don't think they did because in, especially, that with, phrasing, especially but... with that film. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. No, the producers of that film, they've been working on that for four years and all that sort of thing. There are specific films that are like, all right, we're going to shoot this now and we're going to we're going to release it in December. That'll give us you know, awards well, I mean, I mean, time. I mean, but I, with I don't, mine, I think... it was more of a process. But yeah, I think No, but it's... here's the thing. That's not the producers. Maybe it's the studios. I don't think yeah. that's the filmmakers. I think the filmmakers are trying no, to tell trying a story. No, they're trying to tell a story. Yeah. And maybe they fall flat. But I just think with Lion, it's very tailor-made to be an Oscar film. Yes, I totally agree. inspiring to the story. It's got out of the equations. Yeah. I'm like, who, who is this film I actually still have for? Hope. Like, who is this? It's not. It's not good <laughs> yeah. enough to like, to, you know, just grab people by quality alone. Yeah, I agree. It's just this weepy true story that. But maybe they were trying to make something good enough to grab people alone. Yeah, they probably. Were. I actually think it was lazy. You do. That's yeah. interesting. I agree. I think Lion was a really lazy screenplay. Yeah. So screenplay. do I. Screenplay. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, the, well, the second half. Anything so. that isn't Young Saru. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. I don't think it's lazy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I do. I just I just think it's confused. I think it's mishandled. Yeah. The thing that I would really wish that they would change about the Oscars, that they should bring Best Picture back down to five. Yeah. Because when you no. have ten, I get why they did it. They did it to be more commercial so they but could get films like Avatar and that sort of thing in. But what they've done is... But they're never going to award those films anyway. That's so the why thing. We, we go into the awards and we were like, there's literally only like two films that could probably win this award. Right. Yes. It was Moonlight and it was Lava. I mean, it? I like last year there was like Spotlight, Revenant, and um, so the Big Shot. Really Big liked... Shot was like it was hanging in there. Yeah, like, no, there was that's a the other thing. The Oscars come at the very end of the really long award season. Yeah. Like we're almost in March now, and this thing's been going on since like December. And it's like for fuck's sake, by the time you get to it, there's been every other awards, and you've seen everybody else win, and you, you kind of know who's going to win. Well, see, I think tonight. that was to La La Land's detriment. I think La La Land was like on yeah, the top of the pack everyone was like oh it's a shoe and it's a shoe and like it was tipped to win by so much everyone thought it was a shoe and i reckon when the academy came to voting they're like oh yeah yeah la la land of course you know everyone's going on about it yeah. it's great it's great but you know what midnight was this little film that i fucking loved that in itself is a problem though because it shouldn't like if you're talking yes, about I agree. awarding the best it shouldn't be like oh well that won everything else well the academy should bring their the voting way forward they should yeah. have them vote like before the globes are even you know, whatever. Before we launch into um into sort of what we thought of the actual ceremony itself, because there are some words to be had about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do we think? Where do we actually think that Moonlight is going to sit in the like taking away the history personal of- feelings and like you know yeah. how we like whether or not it's our film? Because like yeah. you look at the year that Brokeback Mountain won and Crash won there. Yeah, Crash is only spoken about these days 
as the top example of bad Oscar winners. Yeah. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is still I an all time classic. Moonlight is not at all in that. Do you, do you, because, because no. I can kind of see it going either way. Because, no, it's, it no, is. because people, like you say, people talk about Crash because, like, how the fuck did Crash beat that? I number? don't think Moonlight's going to be one of those. No, Moonlight no. won't be like, how come Lyle Land didn't win? What the fuck? I no, yeah, I don't think anyone. I mean, I don't think Moonlight's going to really have that much staying power. Just for me, I don't think it's one of those films that we're going to, it's not like a Godfather or something that we're going to be talking maybe, about. I, think, I wonder no. if part of it's because, just because of like, you know, with and I don't I don't want to like linger too long on this, but like yep. obviously like with Trump's election, with like yep. all the debates going on at the moment and all of that stuff, um, I do think Moonlight maybe was the right choice because of its relevance mm-hmm. at this moment in history. Yep. Whether it has the staying power of a classic that remains relevant, remains powerful in 10, 15 years' time, so depending on how things go and how things change. Like it's it's your enduring classics like your Godfathers, like your Science of the Lambs, like those films that people just come back to year after year after year that reference that have this like iconic They have sort pure of, story structure. That'll be the thing that's, that's separates kind of it. it. That's people will come away from Moonlight say, 10 years from now they're probably not going to remember Moonlight as much as some other films because it just doesn't have the so then the flip side elements. is the the other one that was best picture for two minutes. Do we think La La Land will? Because I don't uh, think it no, will either. I don't think it will. Not no. for a second. No, no. Um, I, don't, I, I think, think Whiplash will as far as, far as Damien Chazelle's previous film went. Yeah, which I seriously do think was robbed by fucking what was it Birdman that won that year? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Birdman. Was. What a piece of I shit. Hacksaw Ridge is probably the one that has sort of the best chance of sort of. Sticking around in people's consciousness, but right. I'm not sure. Even on that, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, yeah. Because it didn't actually, to be honest, Hacksaw Ridge didn't really dominate the box office or anything like that. No, no. So it's hard to say. It did pretty well. I thought it actually. Like did... I think it did okay, but I don't think it's done enough. Like ten years from now, I don't. Not think like hidden like, figures. Oh, I think hidden figures yeah. and La La Land were like the highest grossing of actually, that. Actually, yes, you, you can compare like Hacksaw Ridge to something like Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Um, which is still you when you think about this. war films, it's oh, Saving Private Ryan. I, I don't see Hacksaw yeah, Ridge being in the same, same staying power. Well, yeah. But here's the thing. You, t- you talk about the relevance of the Oscars. I remember George Clooney saying once, I don't remember the, the awards. I remember the work. And so I kind of feel like, yes, we do kind of throw the spotlight through the awards onto these films. But if a film is truly excellent and it will stand the test of time and no one's going to be like, oh, it didn't win. And if they do, yeah. then they say things like, how did Brokeback Mountain didn't win? The fact yeah. that Brokeback Mountain didn't win doesn't mean that we've forgotten it. Well, it's that's not like, because, oh, like, well, that's a when all is said and done, the film ultimately, like, ultimately it could, it could be the reason don't... why we haven't forgotten. It. Yes, the absolutely. Are, they, they, yeah. do, they are important, like in not not only like their social standing, but like also their relevance to the film industry. Because as you said, they will bring more eyes to films that might yes. not otherwise have been seen. But only for a period of time. I feel like yes. they're a very they're like a moment, and they're not yeah. representative of a long term standing. Um, a, not opinion, but but memory, I yeah. guess, of, of a year in film. And that's why I don't mind when something like Moonlight wins, which, you know, I, it's not Brokeback Mountain, yeah. but that's okay because Brokeback Mountain still exists. Uh, well, these awards are so subjective anyway. Like, They're so subjective. You, you, you can't compare Moonlight to La La Land. No. I mean? <laughs> They're extremely like, different. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know 100%. I mean? It's yeah. so like so when you when you take out of the equation the questions of relevance or the questions of like staying power and things like that we actually boil it down to just the fun of watching the ceremony. How did we feel about the 2017 ceremony? <sighs> oh, um, obviously, there's a boy. there's a excellent bit of a bit of an elephant in the room here. Yeah. Wait, because like, had a cool ending because I watched <laughs> yeah. it. So we're, we're recording the same day as the awards. Or the, so it was like during the day for us here in Australia, and um, we're recording at night now. And so I watched the first part with you, Sean, at yeah. home. And like I was watching it, I was live tweeting it. Like it was all fun. It was all entertaining. Um, no- As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. 
But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Gibson was doing some very strange things every time the camera was on him. He is great. just out of his mind. Nicole and... Kidman can't clap. She really can't clap. <laughs> she has long nails. Why is everyone like No, no, surprised? but her, like, her hands have, like curve nails. into... It's, 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 it's Yeah, strange. when you have like your, your acrylic nails or whatever she's got going on there. No, but you can there. still clap your hands together. She does this weird thing where it's like... Yeah, that's how girls like clap when they've wrist. got their nails done. Nah. But no, it wasn't even that because like it wasn't like her, her palms or like the, the heels of her <laughs> yeah, hands it looks weird. I'll weren't even touching. It was like... She claps like she's like a palm tree or something. Her palm was like hitting her wrist and then like her fingers were kind of curvy yeah. oh, or like there was one where like the palm of her hand was hitting like her thumb like on a side on angle she's got it was just, really yeah, odd was, like yeah. it was just what are you doing and it was but the thing is though Kathy you're like oh but that's how girls clap when they've got nails literally nobody else <laughs> was fucking up clapping on that same hey, enormous level as Nicole girls clap when they have nails I just feel for her like she probably spent a lot of well, time no, like, money I mean, on those nails was, she wants to keep them looking sharp I uh, get it like if I could have had a Mel Gibson you, cam and a Nicole cam all through that, that would have been just the best. Because, like, Mel, it's like every time they cut to him, it was like, yeah, they had, like, this psychotic kind of glare. There was one moment where Jimmy Kimmel was standing oh, he's near unhinged. him. Oh, he looks so uncomfortable. Mel was, like, just kind of looking at Jimmy and being like, the camera's on me. Don't look too crazy. Don't look too crazy. Don't look too crazy. And he looked fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And then there was that one bit which I was like, oh, Gee, I don't even know whether to like laugh it's or the raspberry strap. The, it was the fact that the raspberry strap came right after Jimmy Kim was saying, "Oh, the film about a conscientious, conscientious objector who still decided to work with Mel Gibson," which is a very obvious domestic violence joke. And then it cut to Mel Gibson's laugh, psychotic, like his psychotic, unhinged cackle laugh, right next to his very young new girlfriend. While holding a raspberry who I, strap who I thought that he's was just his taking daughter. a big old bite out of. Last year's Oscars, um, the year Spotlight won, that was actually the first year I sat down and watched the Oscars okay. fully because yeah. normally I just like, I don't care. But like, last year I think I just had this like horrible hangover from something the night before and I was like, I'm going to lie on couch watch the Oscars. And I was like, I actually am quite enjoying this. Not because I'm that invested but because it is difficult to – to not get kind of swept up yeah. in, oh my God. in that. I love and getting swept up. ceremony, though, to like something like the Golden Globes where they can all get drunk. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Oscars yeah. well, is very like. It feels when, very interesting. During one of the. Yeah. One of the years where Jim, where um, where uh, Ricky Gervais was somehow invited back again. To the Globes. He was like, the Golden Globes are like the Oscars, but without all that prestige. <laughs> yeah, right. A little bit louder, a little bit drunker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Emma Thompson walking in with her shoes in her hand. She's yeah. just like, it's it, they hurt. You what do you have, want me to you do? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, the Oscars you don't give are very. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it last year. I enjoyed watching it this year, and then I had to. And then I'm so pissed off. I had to. I had to leave 
to go and teach small children writing. <laughs> and I was the moment I walked out the door, yeah. I got a text from Sean being like, Gabe, 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 Mel just did something amazing. And he sent me a gif of Mel doing this really odd fist bump. Yeah, it was like a reverse, like, like a backwards fist pump. Wait, and it was when, sure when the guy when Hacksaw Ridge won for editing and the yeah. editor thanked him and said he's a pleasure to work with. Mel Gibson like smiled this maniac smile and did like this weird like not a fist bump but he like turned his fist around the other way it was like I don't know it was like, so his fingers were kind of facing like what was it Handsome Tom said that he looked like he was somebody who was trying to pretend he didn't have fingers Australians and their fingers this and then, year like, at the just, Oscars yeah and so the whole time I was sitting there being like Oscars 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 and then um and then like I finished it and I I put a thing on Facebook being like oh I think I literally just said Academy Award winner Suicide Squad which by the way awesome mm-hmm. and, like I just yeah. I'm so delighted that that happened Mm. But and I'm for di- costuming, I'm, I'm disgusted. Of all things, it was makeup. Oh, actually. makeup, yeah. makeup yeah. same dude. But um, but <laughs> not at all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. But like, but you know, so I, I think I put that status up, and like somebody commented, being like, "Oh yeah, they they got." And it was like a dumb joke of like they got it, then they took it away again. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get that reference. Oh. And then something came up, being like, and all the stuff of people tweeting like, "What the fuck just happened?" What? And I was like, "Oh no, you." You done fucked up, Oscars. <laughs> you done fucked up the really Go home, Oscars. You're drunk. Like, like it just it couldn't have gone, the... it couldn't have been worse. Okay, so I put fifty dollars on the Oscars winning. Fucking on the, the on the Oscars winning. Oh wait, no. What the, am I saying? On the, Moonlight the winning. So I the Oscars lost. Had, I had some. Yeah, had the Oscars some, were not winners <laughs> this year. I had some financial incentive for Moonlight winning. I had I had this hunch. I also put twenty dollars on Denzel Washington winning. Yeah. back in June. See, that's still okay. devastated that yeah. that didn't happen. That's um, keen. I also had um, my lovely father telling me that La La Land was going to win. And, okay. you know, so there's a bit of, I, I had some stakes in this. Yeah. Anyway, I was watching it after work. I had it on my computer and I was live streaming it. And as soon as they called out La La Land, I went, fuck you. And I slammed the screen down. And I did refuse to watch anymore because I was just furious. And this is not an uncommon behavior for me. I did it at the same time when um, I think Birdman won. I had a similar behavior. I'm pretty sure I stormed out of someone's house. Sure. Dramatic reactions. Anyway, but I did not see what then was to come. Yeah, yeah. And so for like, a, you know, for the rest of the afternoon, I had no idea. My friends who knew I had um, money on invested in this messaged me to be like, oh, Kath, you must be like dripping in diamonds by now. <laughs> and I literally sent like the saltiest text message back being like, Fuck you, piece of fucking shit. <laughs> and they just didn't reply because yeah. they had no idea why I was so angry because I had no idea why they were being such a dick. And have they since replied? No, they haven't oh, replied and I haven't apologized that since I found dead. out. Yeah. 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 I think Handsome Tom said tonight, you've gained some money, but you've lost a friend. And yeah. <laughs> I'm very okay with that. No, look, fair enough. <laughs> That's um yeah. Because oh, when I you, found like, out my mistake, I realized what they were meaning. And then. You came close for Denzel, though. Like, he would have come second. Oh, I, he, I thought he was yeah. going like, to. I thought he was going to win. Was on him. Yeah. And when the sex pest Casey Affleck stuff was yeah. coming up, I was like, baby. Yeah. I'm Ferrari's on me. I'm glad you were happy about that. But yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Fuck you. Damn um, it. No, I, I was, like, just blown away when it happened because, like, the La La Land producer sort of leaned into the mic and did the whole, like, um, nah, Moonlight, you're the you're the best picture winner, and I thought he was doing like one of those Adele at the Grammys with Beyonce oh, things, don't. and I was like, oh, f- give me a fucking break, man, just to take your award and piss off. But then, <laughs> but then it was like, nah, it's been a fucking mistake. Yeah, right? I don't understand how this envelope well, thing happened. Oh, it, like, I've heard theories that it's Leo's fault. Have no, you guys heard those conspiracy no. theories? Because he took the envelope. He was the last person seen with that envelope. Yeah, and then so there's like I've heard theories that he would have. Because there's photos of him, I think there may be photos of him hugging Warren Beatty, 
and they believed that the switch happened there. Like they put <laughs> the envelopes <laughs> down <laughs> because, like, and he got there. This is a theory. This is a completely unsubstantiated theory. She was like, uh, no, I had that best actress envelope the whole time. So I don't know how that yeah, happened. But the thing is, there's two envelopes. Oh, there's oh, they'd have like yeah. five. So the security the firm that run the whole thing, they have two, and at some point, like I don't know what the fuck happened, but yeah, Leo. There are two of them. <laughs> Leo so fucked some shit up. somehow Warren Beatty got. I don't know. He just fucked it up completely. But he like really but hesitated. But he said it. it. He no, was he was, was challenging it. No, no, because he looked at it and was kind of like. Um, he didn't want uh, to say it. And he... I, to me, I just thought he was having like a senior moment. I was like, oh, <laughs> come on, mate. Why did they get him up here? Like, maybe they like some. I don't know how you fuck up on that level, but like if he'd read it and been like Emma Stone, like that totally makes sense. He'd be like, ah, uh, I'm not sure. And then. Yeah, but it looked like he was trying to show like, her and she was kind of like, ha, ha, hurry up and read it. And yes, then she just it, looked that... at it and saw La and went, La La Land. But then he didn't question it. He just was like, for a split second, you watch him and he just goes, Yep. And I felt like she was laughing at him, like, oh, Warren. Yeah, like, you crazy was, thing. Yeah, like, right? And he was like, no, I'm actually, I actually have no idea what's going See, on. See, like, because I, I watched it, like, shortly but he afterwards. Was, he was totally going to go with it. Like, <laughs> he would have fucking taken that to his grave. He was just like, yep. Because yeah, <laughs> he, he fucked up. The and he, of you can see it for like a second after she reads it. He's like, <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, all right land. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, like, let's go down this road. I already, I already knew sort of the outcome. So, like, I, I guess I didn't have the. And I was so pissed off that like I had to leave and I wasn't there and I didn't get to see it because I didn't get to see like the moment as it unfolded. Yeah. But um, it was almost better finding out what happened and then watching the video oh. and watching the whole La La Land speech. I've got to admit, I've knowing watched, what was yeah. going to happen. Oh. And I watched it with um with my mate Dan, who I work with at the studio with the kids. Yeah. And he literally got up and just walked away. He was like, <laughs> "No, nah, I can't." And he started oh. just doing stuff. He was like, "I can't watch this." He was yeah. like, "This is too awkward. This is too mm. painful. I cannot watch this." Meanwhile, he's leaving like, "Oh, the delicious cringe! Like, please, I this is it. amazing." I watched that video so many Those times. Poor guys, oh. though, like thanking their parents in their speech. Oh, fuck, and they make a lot more money than we're ever going to make. That's okay, true. like Fucking... La La Land was still a winner. Like it was still like. Didn't win the big one though. Oh. Like, oh no, you made all of these millions of dollars with your film and you won all these awards and you're so acclaimed, but oh no, you didn't win the big one. Poor you. No, fair enough though, because he handled it pretty well, that bald producer. Oh yeah. Oh, see, did... I felt I could feel the salt sinking. But, but no, no, but he did pretty well. Like. Yeah, but Wouldn't you though? Like, t- I would have just bolted and not come back on that stage. I'd, it been I'd like, be fucking like, furious with be so, the Academy. I would be so angry. Like, that's oh, embarrassing I bet he is. Fuck. He looked angry. <laughs> I don't think I have that level of control over my temper. He handled it very well, I thought. He I think he handled it extremely well considering yeah. the circumstance. I yeah. think any yeah. of us can look I at agree, that and say, actually, because he did. Yeah. He, he came back and he because someone else would have handed it over to that official and just been like, "You take the show." But he came yeah. on and he was like, "No, yeah. they're the winner." And I want to like, yeah, because I read like an article later about sort of what happened and stuff. And it's the security firm who run you know all the yeah the, the ballots and oh, they've got the envelopes and everything. And that guy, as they're doing their acceptance speech, was like, "Oh no, no, it's a mistake," and he ran out. I just wonder, like. Did he sit there for like a split second and be like, hmm, I want to keep my job. Maybe I'll just let this play out. Yeah, like what? How? Yeah, I mean, it Because he's fired. He's, uh, is it, but is it his, his fault? Well, he's part of the problem. Like Warren Beatty, he's not getting back on the Oscar stage again. No, he is. Mark my words, he will be back. He'll come back and next he year. Will, he'll be he like, will, well, we're going to get it right this time. I reckon he will award Best Picture because of what happened. <laughs> oh. They got, what's his name? John Travolta back after the Adele Dazeem disaster. Yeah, but Best Picture is like. To, like to not have him back is out. more awkward than back, to have him back. It'll be for like something like, you know, cut, you know, makeup and whatever, and it'll give it to Suicide Squad <laughs> when that inevitably comes out. Can't wait for that to come out and win even more. I'm disgusted Oscars. that that has won an Oscar. That is now an Academy Award winning film. Isn't it just It is the just best. despicable. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was definitely a very. 
up there ceremony. Oh, yeah. For Be- a lot of reasons. Best one ever. I loved it. It had a twist ending. Had a bit of everything. You Okay, my biggest, one of the things, I've and I've been watching the Oscars since I was a little girl. I used to stay up late, you know, sneak into the living room to listen, you know, have the volume on one and press my ear again. So I was a big time, <laughs> long time fan. Oh, yeah. Do you remember there's this one year? <laughs> Nerd. When, say on movie maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one year when um, uh, Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin were um, presenting and they made this joke. They're like, and if anyone wants a transcript of tonight's show, get a life. And the, the moment before that, that the beat between when they made the setup and they made that that punchline, I was like, there's a transcript? <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, this is a thing I can have? Like, long time Oscars. I don't even know where I'm going with the story. I just... No, you love the Oscars. Oh, so yeah, you, as a long time. As a long... Relevant. So you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a long time Oscars um, fan, I can't stand an Oscars where you know what's going to happen. And So you thought it delivered? I thought it it was the best one. Yeah. I loved Jimmy Kimmel. I lo- I mean, I just loved a good job. Jimmy Kimmel in I general. I good, yeah. I love the bit, getting the people up on the... the- Sorry, right. I just went for a bit too long. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's kind it of dragging on a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think when all is said and done, like, I kind of feel like the Oscars kind of as they stand still are very flawed. I don't think they've really resolved their problems of just, like, nominating films that just... I think they need to be a bit more stringent about what they're nominating. I think they need to think a bit more about, like, I I think it's a very, because it's the Academy, because, like, it's entirely Hollywood types in there, it's very insular. Yeah. And it's it's a very insular thing where these films kind of get chosen within Hollywood types, kind of all jerking each other off. Yeah. As opposed to films that are actually the best or the most relevant or, you know, the most sort of exciting of the year. Yeah. Um, However, I do kind of think it's one of those things where the only way it's going to change is sort of if they kind of have this steep decline of relevance or of people watching it. Yeah. And today you kind of just proved that that hasn't happened. No, yeah. like they're it's still, unlikely to. It's unlikely to. So I guess if relevance... If people kept watching after Anne Hathaway and James Franco, they'll keep watching and it's like for we, a long time. At a certain point, it's like we're literally old man yells at cloud when it comes to the Oscars when we're like, they're not relevant, but it's like... Well, they kind of are because every year they come out and people still flock to see all the films that get nominated, whether they're deserving yeah, or not. The the- and these debates happen every single year. Mm-hmm. And it has not – it doesn't seem to have – I don't know what the ratings are or anything like that, but it doesn't seem to have changed the cultural I, relevance of the Oscars at right. this point. I get really annoyed. I, I would imagine about 90% of the films that are nominated all came out in like December. And that shits me. Yeah, that it, does it really should, It me. shouldn't be like that, yeah. and that won't change. I don't think no. that's ever well, going to change. people often say the Academy has short memories. No, but they don't but necessarily. Like Grand Budapest Hotel got nominated for a lot of stuff, and yeah. that came out in March. Mad Max. Um, Mad Max. Yeah, um, Every now and again, a film's sort of I'm pretty sure Captain Fantastic. Bit. I mean, that was like I think it was like August, I yeah. think. Hell or High Water came out a while back. But for the majority, it's like all these films that just kind of get shuffled in at the back end of December. Yeah, and it's and it's overwhelming because then we have this like yeah. this huge, and then like, we get this rush. Like I know here in Australia, like you know, we get a lot of the Oscar films in January, February, mm-hmm. March, and then you just got to frantically thing. watch them all in time. It just annoys me. I, I wish have... it was just the but best think... films from that year, Look, not the when, best films whenever that came films out in come out in that time. Whenever yeah. films come out like in that December January slot. That's my first, like, and, and if it's a prestige drama, yes. that's my first warning sign of Oscar bait. And there have been films that have transcended that and yeah. sort of done good things yeah. and they, they do exist. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are just a lot of forgettable kind of, you know, middle brown, not very good dramas that come out in that time and kind of populate that ballot and the Oscars still go for them. Yep. And that's kind of why I still do think at a certain level, whether it's like something that's remotely like planned or anything like that, I do kind of think it's just sort of. It's kind of just a business. Yep. It's yeah, like, you know, people, I, and I do, I know, Kath, you have your dad's about this, but I really do believe that there is this almost mini industry within the industry of people who gear films 
towards all the things that the Oscars love. 100%. I don't necessarily think I, I don't think really that Moonlight is one of those films. I, I I don't because you're right about the star power thing. You're right about how tiny it was. And also Barry Jenkins, it's it's such a personal story to him. Yeah. That like, yeah. Unless yeah. he was born and he was like, I want to be an Oscar And that's okay. Film. That's okay. Like, but there are producers like line. the Weinsteins who very much yeah, are like, oh, how can we, I yeah, how can we get nominations? I think there are studios and yes. producers yes. to a certain extent, but I, I don't know if I believe. I mean, there's sure there's some filmmakers, but I, I don't know. I'm more skeptical that a filmmaker sits down and is just like, all I want to do is win an Oscar. Yep. Do you guys think that there's a, an award ceremony that, is a better sort of representation, well, I, something like the Screen Actors Guild Awards or something like that. They kind of all go for the same stuff generally, yeah. don't they? There's like, not a, there's not much variation. It's always the same kind of awards for the Oscars. Films. This is movie maintenance. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. This is my fix for the Oscars. Best Picture is a huge, broad brushstroke of a category that it's just like it's too broad and too confusing as to pinpoint. What, like you said, what is it? Is it the film that you know made you feel the most? Is it the film? But they award it to the producers. So is it the film that was the most technically difficult to pull together? You know, I think that there should be separate categories. Best film should purely be that which film just worked the best for the, the people who are voting, and best producers should be its own category because then a film like La La Land will obviously win best producing because that film was incredibly hard to put together. A modern musical, they had these huge hurdles, and then a film like Moonlight or, or Arrival for some people or Hello High Water or whatever it is. I don't is. feel like there's enough separation though there. But then like where, who's really, it go to? I, where do you draw the line in that? Because do it, like, does it go to the director? They've got best director. Does it so go to the writer? They've got best screenplay. Moonlight should have won a best picture and then your secondary best picture category would have been La La Land? No, no, no. I think and, – and this is maybe a bad year to, to demonstrate it. What are you labeling these categories? Best producing, I guess, and then best picture. Best picture just literally means just that the film that was the most powerful film of the year, yeah. regardless I, I of mean, the of the way it was put together. For me, that's it's just the same as having already best picture and then best director. Do you know what I mean? Because the assumption is that the two go hand in hand, but it's kind of like how can you how do you judge the merit of someone's directing? When well, yeah, I mean, it's inherently a subjective. And, yeah, I just think that that would muddy the waters even more. I don't know if it fixes. See, I feel like if they had that right, and so that way people could, I don't know, have an outlet for that, for those films where it's like really technical, like Boyhood, right? Mm. That should have been one for its produce. Those producers had the hardest job out of everyone in my yeah. year. They did the greatest job at producing a film for that year, and I feel that 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 Jews do need to be paid for that particular craft in itself, the mm-hmm. craft of producing. And then that, if we have it as its own category, then we have room for people to just vote with their heart. But Kath, for me, <laughs> the best, best film sort of encapsulates. Like Gabe said earlier, I think every aspect. Every aspect, but every other so aspect the directing, is separated. It's the producing, it's I the get acting, that. it's everything that works in conjunction, and then you just have a clear, like it's it's cleaner than. I than agree like a with separation. that, and that's why I think you have to separate it because there's that element of producing is not recognised. Then no, but see, for me, again, for me, like, I know you think it's the same thing. The but producers' then, guild awards. But then why? Okay, they have then why is also you know Screen Actors Guild Awards is also yeah. And what about there's Directing Guild Awards? Yeah, like, why, why do we have a separate category for director and not producer? Best film, it just encapsulates every aspect yes, of the film. Yes, we the, separate the, director as I, well. I, I do think so. Why not producers? Like, do the Oscars have to be the thing that, like, you know, gives a little bit out to everybody? That's why we have so the screen actors, we focus on the acting. The director's guild is the directors. The producer's guild is this. We have these separate award shows. But and it, then when you bring everything together in the end, it's like best film is just every aspect of filmmaking that works together. And that's I, I agree the, with that. At though. the end of the day, though, like when ultimately when all is said and done, 
it's exactly what Kath said before with the George Clooney quote. Was it George Clooney? Yeah, it was um, the G Clooney's. Yeah, <laughs> my good <laughs> you, friend. Your mate G Clooney. Yeah, I text him all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that thing about like you remember the work, not the awards, and that ultimately yeah. is so true because yeah. there are just so many films that got snubbed and so many films that won that get forgotten about. For sure. And I mean, you can you can rail against the Oscars' relevance and everything, but ultimately, it's like they are voted by people. They are voted by people in the industry who probably have a stake in the films that win, yeah. who for probably are sure. thinking I want to vote for my friends or whatever. I, I yeah. don't really know. I don't really know how it works. And there's like, all the campaigning and the lunches exactly. and the, and oh, I met this person. He's so lovely. All of that you stuff. Know. And ultimately it is extremely flawed. But like so will be any award thing because like imagine like if it was like a critics' choice award. If, if the Oscars were run by critics alone, yes. then we can like complain the about that. Then we complain about that. Because and it's that's like, the there is no actual fix to it. I just think I, I no, just really no, believe I, a fix that is maybe broader, too broad a statement. I think yeah, an improvement no, in and then, you know, I just really believe choice awards and that's like good film. With good real... films survive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And ten years from now, oh. whatever. Like, if you look at the best picture ones, I'd like to think something like Hell or High Water will still be regarded very highly. Well, for me, it would be a rival, but yeah, and also Moonlight. Yeah, rival. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's it. I mean, you can as much as you can like complain, dissect. I think when all's said and done, you do that with any awards or anything that's like remotely beholden to subjectivity. So, Absolutely. when all is said and done, it's like what what's going to endure, what's going to, and it's it's what's frustrating thing, because you want to see these films kind of get their due rewards in the short term, but you don't know, you don't, you you can always guess what films are going to be classics, what films are going to stand the test of time, but you don't really know until like, I mean, even the, I think the Dark Knight, we knew like two or three years later that it's like people are still it's, talking about it today, yeah. people are still holding it up as like the benchmark of the genre, yeah. people mm-hmm. are still, and that didn't even get nominated, you know, yeah. when it probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like if there's one film from 2016 that I just know that I'm still probably going to love 10 years from now, it'll be Hunt for the Wilder People. Absolutely. Right. And it doesn't, I totally like, agree. It doesn't really bother me that it's not nominated for Oscars because at the mm. end of the day who gives a shit yeah when all's yeah. said and done it's bullshit who cares except the money yeah <laughs> although it is fun and to get not to, fame a, not to be not to be a cut no but also like yeah <laughs> but it is it is it, like it totally is fun to just get like caught up to watch the Oscars to live tweet to do all of that oh, stuff so to get fun. caught up in it yeah but like at the end of the day it's just when it when it's all over and done with I mean we're probably just going to forget what felt like I I honestly had to google what film won best picture like two yeah. years ago or three mm. years ago or whatever yeah. because it just I it just it doesn't matter in the end. Mm. But, hey, whatever. Here we are. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Gabe. I've been Sean. I've been Kath. And, yeah, if you have any opinions about the Oscars or about what won or about um, the, the little, little bit of fuckery with, um, with Best Picture, they're not Best Picture, um, feel free to email <laughs> us in at Sandspans Radio. And that Chalaman ending. <laughs> feel free to email us in at sandspansradio at gmail.com or, our, or at sandspansradio on Twitter or I'm at gobergmoser I'm at sidekick of Dowie oh I'm at my house right now I don't know I don't have a Twitter oh, get Twitter Kath. get a Twitter mate yeah if you want to complain about Kath just tweet no us. I don't just, just tweet us I'm so we can so screenshot the, no no tweet tweet us so we can screenshot your abusive tweets print <laughs> like, them out and just stick them all around Kat's no. room when she's not home. So she goes home and realizes no. just how thoroughly despised she is. You'll come home. I'll be playing Adele food all over my, <laughs> food all over my face. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Oh, God, all right. time. Thanks, See you later. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com.